have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? And how do I make money off my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor was my starting point to launching the L Duval experience. So if you wanted to start your own podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in this diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios. Welcome, welcome everyone to the first installment of the Lewis Duvall Experience. I am super delighted that you chose to be a part of this first experience with me. You know, you could be doing anything right now, but you are spending it right here with me, and I am just so super grateful that you did. You know you love me. You really, really love me. <laughs> I am your host, Louis Duvall, and thank you for joining me on episode one. Sounds very Star Wars-esque. I think I need to put some music to that, some Star Wars music to that. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, this episode will take a glimpse as to who is Louis Duvall, and more so, why should you be tuning into the show? So, if you will, let's dive into it, shall we? I am an actor, director, uh, film pundit, uh, social media influencer, father, and a lover of all things entertainment. I was born in Harlem, New York. Uh, I was growing up in the early 80s, and at that time it was the drug epidemic that was sweeping uh, the New York streets at that time. And uh, it's quite an interesting time growing up. Uh, those were the days that you can actually go to a supermarket or you can go to a corner store, the corner store bodega, as they called it, and you can purchase cigarettes and you can purchase alcohol at uh, any age at like 10 years old or nine or 10 years old and you wouldn't get in trouble uh, but those that were selling those items uh, they would always ask me are you, you you bringing it to your for your for your mother and your grandmother I said yeah this is for moms and this is for grandma so they would lend it to me but that's the kind of era that we were living in uh, growing up in Harlem the most interesting part of growing up now that I look back on it I was <laughs> I was very oblivious as to who I was growing up with. And it wasn't until I got older that I started appreciating as to who was my foundation. My grandmother, Ida Tillman, uh, she was a barmaid and her establishment was known for having the likes of Dr. Martin Luther King, Sammy Davis Jr. and August Wilson, just to name a few, who would come and visit her. 
She was one of those first African-American women to be in radio. And in those days, the station that she was uh, broadcasting was a station called WOV in New York City. Now, what was crazy is that she would play records of artists who were African-Americans, but she would service to an audience that was, at the time, mainly Caucasian. They had absolutely no idea who they were jamming to. They were just listening to the music like everyone else would. Artists like Virginia Capers and other up-and-coming artists were featured on her show. And it would be a treat to hear stories from my mother and my aunt who used to listen to her while they were kids, listening to her on the radio. And from what I understand, she was very beloved and very popular at the time, but not only from the station, but people and listeners that were uh, tuning into her show and overall the community uh, as a whole. Just to fast forward 50 years from then to now that I would be following in her footsteps. Like, how crazy is that? Fast forward, and I left New York City to attend a boarding school, which was called Milton Hershey School. And I graduated and then moved to Philadelphia in 1995. I tried applying to local schools in my neighborhood, and no such luck. (laughs) I couldn't live in the house for free, so my mother, she gave me an ultimatum. She said, either find a job, go to the army or press hard to find a way to get into someone's college. And uh, I knew I had no intention in going to the military. So I went to this job fair hoping to find a gig. And I never will forget this day. I got actually more than what I bargained for. When I arrived to this job fair, while all the jobs at that time looked very tempting, There was this one kiosk where a tall white dude extended his hand and said to me, hey man, don't you want to go to school? I was mesmerized. It was the kind of feeling the way that Charlie Murphy was describing meeting Prince for the first time in his true Hollywood stories where he said he saw an aura around Prince. Well, I seen the aura around this dude and I was so captivated from the pamphlets that he gave to me and the stuff that he was saying to me, I immediately signed up. And before I knew it, I was accepted to go to Cheney University, the first HBCU. See you? While there were a lot of people that I owe a lot to, There are two people in particular that I want to highlight, and both were introduced to me while I attended Cheney University. The first person who was in the same dorm as I, and funny thing, I had no clue as to who he was, but he knew who I was. And I think we all at that time were all studying each other just to see who who was who and what was what. (laughs) Very cool brother by the name of uh, James Lee. And I mentioned him because he was responsible for me signing up for acting classes. He said, yo, don't you want to take these these classes with me, these acting classes with me? And I was an accounting major. (laughs) I replied, what the heck is acting? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I knew what it was. I mean, I knew what what an actor was, but how often... Do you have someone ask you something like that, right? I think uh, I think James took 
acting to enhance his charisma. I mean, he, he already had charisma, but uh, I think he, he took it to enhance his charisma to being dominant in the courtroom as now he is an, an attorney. So with convincing to the Dean of Business and uh, some advisors, I was able to make that happen and make that switch and change. So I was able to take the class. But what I didn't realize is who I would be introduced next who would really change my life. It was there that I met Professor Jan Ellis Scruggs. Now, no matter how old I get with a grown child or son, I should say, it's hard to call someone by their first name. So I will respectfully call her Professor. She was the woman who changed it all for me. Now, I had no money. Uh, I had no money for extra books. Uh, financial aid was not helping. So I had to do what everyone else did. You know, we all had to like make copies, <laughs> make copies of books to get uh, information from the chapters for class. And, you know, anyone who would let us borrow the book, you know, we would scrounge around to try to see who would uh, be able to get us, you know, some info so we could, you know, keep up with the class. But, you know, that got old. So I just said, you know, what the hell with it? I'll just go to class. And I had to just retain everything and made sure that I showed up. I never forget the first acting assignment where I had to play an old man who visited a log cabin to reflect on memories and good times with family. It was just me alone on the stage with a makeshift cane and I, I, I zoned out. And I did this performance which she made mention that she would give critiques and grading at the end. Now, mind you, I, I, I don't remember a lot of what I was doing, but all I know was that I was, I was trying to make it emotional, trying to make it heartfelt. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to give it my all makeshift cane and all, you know, it was a golf club that I used as a cane. <laughs> so, you know, for me, this assignment was crucial as it would give me some sort of direction as to if this was what I was supposed to do. So the following week, we all came in to get our grades and I'm at the very end of the list of names because of my last name. And um, talk about nerve wracking. I mean, <laughs> she went in on the class. Now, some performances was hilarious, some really really bad you know just like super bad but i can remember sweat going down my head and my palms getting sweaty because i knew my name was getting closer and closer as she was approaching me so you know I, with everyone that she was ripping into i just knew that i was going to get the same the same <laughs> i would get that same that same fire that same heat i knew i was going to get ripped a new one like like everyone else in the room but when she got to me I remember her saying, 
Lewis, uh, where where is Lewis? Now, now, mind you, just painting the picture. Like, I'm slouched in the chair behind someone, making sure that she doesn't see me or no one else could see me. She said, where is he? Ah, Lewis, there you are. She told everyone to give this young man a round of applause as I was the only one who got the A for that assignment. I lit up like a Christmas tree. You want to see some eyes bulging? Some ears perked up? She said words like powerful, moving, that uh, she was drawn in and my jaw fell to the floor. Some classmates were like, uh, oh yeah, 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 I remember that performance. Like, he was really good. He was really, really good. I'm still in shock and awe, by the way, everybody. So I'm still looking around at everybody like, who, me? And I remember walking out of the class, just, well, towards the end of class, I could remember just my heart just being filled. And if you've ever found that moment where you had what's called, Oprah calls it the aha moment, or I call it the, the God wink moment. Well, that's when I found it. I, I found it that very day. And immediately after class, uh, she was giving a opportunity for those to, you know, to be, um, to have the opportunity to be a part of a, a stage performance. And uh, I signed up to be a part of that play immediately. And the name of the play was called Lisa Strada. And I, I don't, I don't think I ever looked back. And the, and the rest they say is, is history. From going on to doing other stage performances, and even after graduation, I did a couple of Hollywood uh, projects and some independent projects. I started a small visual effects company. Uh, the name of it is Soul Magic. And uh, the journey still continues because here I am now doing this podcast. It's a, I think it's a sense of passing the torch. So this podcast is a reflection of that. And I wanted to speak to friends of mine in the industry that I've cultivated a good friendship with who are all up and coming artists to those who have been in the business for forever, which I consider them legacy. And I wanted all of them to share their stories just like how this story is with me speaking to you guys, to my listeners. Um, it's stories that will inspire you. It's stories that will enlighten you. And I'm hoping that the stories will give you a journey and carve out a similar pathway to let you know that, you know, you are doing the right thing you are following in the right steps because everybody's story is different but it's still a path that we all have to travel and that's episode one everybody <laughs> so i want to thank you the listeners for hanging out with me on here on this very first installment episode this is a first of many and in the next episode, I will give you the expectations as to what you can look forward to when you tune into the show. And if you are new here, 
please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That way you'll never miss out on any future episodes that we have. So until we meet again, be blessed, create, and as always, rock steady. The Lewis Duvall Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios.